My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. What's up, everyone? What? <laughs> Shoot. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. My name is David. I'm Josh. And we have the trailer for season three of The Mandalorian uh, that dropped yesterday during Monday Night Football. I watched a sports game just for the trailer. That's right. That's I'm that guy. Uh, Yeah. Yep. That's me. Cool. Anyways, we we. (laughs) <laughs> we have a decent amount to talk about uh because this trailer showed a lot more than i thought it was going to um what were your guys reactions um i feel like we it was less than i thought it was gonna be personally because i mean you've seen this have you seen this trailer because of celebration we saw there were a couple of shots in there where i was like oh nice cool um because those shots were definitely at celebration but there were a decent amount of the other um stuff in there that was not and i was very happy to see it i was very surprised to see it uh because most of the time with these trailers it doesn't show you that much but i feel like we got a lot more than we normally do uh which i'm not complaining i'm not complaining at all uh i know some people are complaining about you know certain things that they were hoping that 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 weren't gonna happen um which i mean like for example there's a scene that uh that's order 66 that's very clear it's very it's hinting at who saved grogu uh which david has a great theory on that which we'll definitely talk about when we get to that part of the trailer i got a few Um, theories actually yeah but i am very very um thrilled and I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped for season three. And that that month of March is going to be so busy for not just for us for the podcast because we have so much content to cover, but, but just for Star Wars fans in general. It's Brilliant. yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. But I love let's... I love the trailer, but I also loved being able to. It gives enough of that we can speculate on different things, which is like what I love about these Star Wars trailers that they have been dropping is how much they leave in open air for us to speculate where it's going to go throughout the story. So I'm very excited to see our new twists and turns throughout the series. Yeah, likewise. But before we get started, let's uh, recognize our Patreon support. Patreon. On the purple tier, we have Chris Simpson, Kevin Leininger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, Zach Netzel. On the red tier, we have Fenrir526, Maya Morris. And on the black tier, we have Maka Tawatala, Nathan Shank, Evan O'Paker, and Leon McCallion. Thank you so much for all the great support, helping us get celebration and uh, do some cool stuff here. So on to the trailer. So Let's go. Let me load it up here. Did you guys notice that that uh, the Dinjarin said uh, said 
this is the way like three or four times like he's he said it a lot in this trailer <laughs> and i was kind of thrown off by it because like i get it that's the main saying but now i'm wondering if they said that a decent amount in the trailer because they're trying to say there's more meaning to that now and they also hinted um at that as well because in the beginning he said uh that that there's more to the way of the mandalorian um than uh than just having weapons and everything it's about traveling and knowing your way around the universe and 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 i don't think that's how most of us looked at the um at the people from mandalore and i'm very curious if maybe they're gonna explore more and more of the culture of the mandalorians than what we already know which we all love we all love world building so i'm all for it uh but i just noticed they that he said that a lot in the trailer then yeah it feels like a melding of his like bounty hunting experience along with being a child of the watch uh, but one thing that did pop up, though, people were saying that there's an extra frame of trailer, or an extra, extra little scene that's on the Disney Plus trailer as opposed to what was released. And I'll point that out when it comes up here. All right. Now people are scattered. What planet do we think this is on? Just out of curiosity. I'm not sure because this has them all together. Yeah. I could see this being the planet from the um from the first season uh where he meets uh where he meets Quail. And uh. they maybe went back to the planet kind of I mean maybe to pay homage to him but also because it's kind of in the outer rim it's not very well known the uh the the empire probably doesn't have the planet even on their on, on the radar so i could definitely see them that being a planet um th that they're on i could possibly seeing it being ryloth i would love for them to go to ryloth in live action i think that'd be great i'm just kind of hoping that's ryloth but I, I doubt it is. Batu, or <laughs> or or it could be Batu. I'm 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 not seeing any full out spires, but <laughs> but that's wishful thinking. Yeah, yeah. One of the kind of interesting notes about this trailer was everyone's commenting that Bo-Katan is not in the trailer. I think that's Bo-Katan right in the center there, actually. And there's seven of them, which might be like a little nod to uh, Seven Samurai, possibly. But yeah, we get a shot right here from the trailer that they gave us at Celebration. And again, notice all the multicolored armor. And it looks like two female Mandalorians yep. there uh, and the that are depicted by their, their eye, their visors. That are slanted there. And if you look at the antenna of the guy on the right, it's bent, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> Seen some action. 
So yeah, this is pretty much the prop that we saw at Celebration. Oh, it's oh uh, gosh, dude, it was so cool. I uh, I think every like five minutes, it would um, Grogu would uh, end up just kind of stopping at a certain point. He, he would wave to people. It it was random every time, and then he would put his hand down, That's and then cool. he would just keep doing his thing. It was so cool, man. Was it, there an operator? I didn't see one. I did not see one. I think we went to the Mandalorian experience. I think I went at least three or four times. Because I know the last time we went, we all went with John Henry. And uh right, right, right. And because I do know there's an operate there were several operators for the Bantha. Yes. There was actually guys inside of it, right? Yeah. And that's cool. That was also the same Bantha that got um that got broke down on the highway that that like truck yeah. got well got, was it well well that truck <laughs> had to pull over to the side of the road and and people were like there's a giant bantha in the <laughs> in the back of a truck and, and people were like oh yeah that that, that 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 has to be something related with star celebration and i'm like and then when we showed up to the show floor and we didn't see it i was like all right where's the bantha and then and then after the lucasfilm panel they're like Right now, you can sign up for the Mandalorian experience, and John Favreau explained to us what it was, and they had the actual props. I think the first time I went, I think I did, I did Facetime Josh, or I called yeah, him, and and was just like, "Dude, check this out, man!" And, and it was just, just making the, the prop. the sound. I was like, "Nice." Yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah. it was like, "Oh, dude, it's sick." Very cool so. prop. I want to say there was someone operating Grogu in the bubble there because he would pop up and wave. Like for people that were directly looking and like saying the name, it was too much of a coincidence, I think, for me for him to like pop up and actually have some action. That's really cool. So yeah, he's actually in the lap of Dinjarin. He's out of the bubble. And as we'll see here in a little bit. For a reason. Yeah, yeah. And he's back on Navarro, it looks like. Yeah. And Everything uh, it like seems nicer. to be a little bit more upscale. It 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 looks like it looks like they added a bunch of construction too because of the buildings look a lot taller. Yeah. Then I mean, and I don't think we also know how much time has passed. So that would make sense to me. And we see the we see the co. Quackin monkey lizard. Quackin monkey lizard. Oh my gosh, is that salacious crumb? I remember from the. Uh, <laughs> I remember from season one when you saw the um, one of them getting uh, cooked, and then you saw the other one in the cage. I know everyone. Everyone was like, everyone was like, "That's him. He's from Jabba's palace." And I'm just like, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, the, the the crazy thing was there was another monkey lizard staring at his buddy on the spit. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> and that that monkey lizard was chittering. This one wasn't. It it was almost like they lifted Salacious Crumb's audio from Return of the Jedi, just had him say a phrase. So yeah, we get Grief Karga there. And it uh, looks like he is now a magistrate. And he was one like a long time ago right yeah. i like that statue that's really cool it was ig88 on top of the all the helmets 
Yeah, that, definitely. It seems like to honor IG-88 and his sacrifice. That statue was in season two as well. I think we saw it for a brief second in the yes. background. Yes. Yeah. And if you notice there, he's stepping on Stormtrooper helmets. Yeah. That's interesting. And of course, there's the big nod to uh, one of the classic 80s movie handshakes right here. <laughs> I love Predator. <laughs> yeah. uh, can can we go back to him flying through the rain for a second? Alright. Sure. Do we think he is flying into the planet of uh flying into the planet of Mandalore? Or do we think it's a different planet that he's flying into where there's a bunch of rain? Did they make a comment that there was acid rain on Mandalore right now? I can't remember. I don't recall. I don't think so. Okay. Well, there's I, that volcanoes, I believe, on Mandalore. Okay. There is? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Because they were talking about how inhospitable it is, so I was wondering yeah. what the rain could mean. There we have the ruins of the dome that we saw destroyed in the Book of Boba Fett. I remember seeing that shot at Celebration, and we all just freaked out because <laughs> it's crazy to see different locations from the Clone Wars and like animation, and then you see them in live action. It's it's just crazy to think about uh, because I think it's a lot of us that that never thought that things from animation would come into live action. And I remember season two seeing seeing Ahsoka, seeing Bo-Katan. It was incredible. And now we're getting more of those locations. And the fact that we're going back to a planet where we spent a decent amount of time of in the Clone Wars TV show is, is incredible. It's definitely not the same because half of it is gone. But... Uh, it's going to be awesome to explore more of the planet. And it is it me, or does it look like there's grass kind of towards the left of the city? Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think when we first saw this at Celebration, I heard someone say out loud, it's the Death Star. <laughs> and like people like turned and looked at that person. <laughs> Do not give me a flashback to when no. <laughs> to when we saw the trailer for Rise of Skywalker at celebration and someone uh that we kind of know was was like kind of behind us and they were just like, "Oh, oh, it's oh my gosh, it's the emperor." Oh, oh, and 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 this is the first time anyone anyone was seeing it, and they were right behind us, and they were just screaming it in our ears. And I just remember James was was doing a reaction to it on YouTube, and it, and it got a bunch of views, and it was awesome. But you just hear this guy be like, "Oh my gosh, it's the Death Star! It's the Emperor!" And we're just like, "Dude, <laughs> just enjoy the trailer, man." Uh, but People yeah. get excited, Gallon. Yeah, I know, but. Sometimes it's overkill, but anyways. And there's there our five. Our 5D4. Finally, my favorite force sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's that thing that Star Wars does. It brings back 
other characters, droids, and kind of reweaves them into the newer story, like a lot like what the prequels did with R2 and 3PO, how Anakin built them, and just bringing known characters back. And you hear people, I think, say they're making the universe smaller, but I like these little touches right here. So now it looks like R5D4 will now have a bigger role in live action. And I, I know there's the certain point of view books that talk about his his story. If you haven't read those books or listened to the audio book, definitely listen to it. It, it kind of shed, sheds light on that particular droid story in the film A New Hope when uh, his, his motivator blows. And it's, it's an awesome thing that Star Wars does. One of my favorite things. And Peli Motto says, may the force be with you, which yeah. is... <laughs> does that uh, really fit <laughs> do you do you think she's still missing that one tooth or do you think she went to the space dentist I totally forgot about that yeah i don't know she believes in the force Can... now because uh she's seen four sensitive droids <laughs> Possibly. Confirmed. all right uh what planet do we think this is i think it is navarro <laughs> I will just feed into Josh's hope that it's um, that, it, <laughs> that it is <laughs> of uh, uh, he's just traveling across the galaxy, and then he's like, ah, I should stop by, I should stop by Black Spire Outpost and see uh, and go and talk to Oga or something, and then he just, you know, he like goes in there for like. Two minutes just walks through the marketplace and gets back into ship, takes off. And then yeah. it's nighttime fireworks are going off. And if you look closely right there, you can see the chain mail that uh yeah. Grogu's wearing. Which fun fact, if you go to Galaxy's Edge and you actually walk into Doc Ondar's, you can see uh the helmet of Mando and his rifle, and then you can also see the chain mail that he made for him in uh that, that Mando made for Grogu in the book of Boba Fett. Nice, you know. And uh, Actually, yeah, well, I we... wonder what he's up to. I really wonder what he's up to. This is interesting to me. This shot was really interesting. Of course, I'm why, yeah. And I actually got to meet this actor, uh, Omad or Omed Abtahi, I believe. Uh, I actually met him at the elevator going to the parking garage in Anaheim. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I got a picture with him. I, I talked to him for a little bit, and I was like, hey, come on the podcast. He's like, sure, just email me. And I was like, okay. Never got the email, but uh, <laughs> he said uh, he would love to be on the podcast. So. <laughs> well, well, you you never told me that. Or James. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> I don't remember that, but all right, cool. Was it a uh, celebration? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You guys had a, you had a lot on your mind. You're good. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of stuff going on. Because I think right before that, I did the interview with Anthony Bresnikin as well. Oh, yeah. For Vanity Fair. So coming off of that, I ran yeah, into dude. him. And it was just a lot. And I think you I was so hyped, bro. Anakin wig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if Colin wouldn't have forgotten his Anakin wig in my hotel room, I would have never done the vanity fair thing I, I would have never met this actor. you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome david that's what heroes do i got you bro I got you. <laughs> and th that's really what made me want to just like roam that like main entrance because you would see so many like different people from star wars like podcasters and writers i'm so excited for josh because um i know i keep hyping it up for him but josh i'm telling you 
this is going to be such a wonderful experience because it's 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 so much fun man it's so much fun and then also it's in london so that's super cool uh and the fact that you're walking in into a Star Wars filled environment that is mainly fan based. And then you're also seeing some of the props and other people that um, that are from all across the world that are Star Wars fans. It's fantastic. It's it's a to me, like like I say, every time it's cheesy, but to me, it was a life changing experience the first time I went. So hopefully it's the same for you. But yeah. And I think we're all kind of in agreement. This is probably Coruscant, right? Yeah. I would believe it is. We were talking about it earlier to where I thought it was the planet that we see that gets blown up in Force Awakens. Uh, because after um, after the new Republic formed, they had to convince the Senate to move it to a different planet. They, they didn't really say why they wanted to move it from Coruscant, but I figured because that was the like the main planet for the empire and they wanted to you know kind of leave that in the dust so they wanted to move to a different planet which is very similar to coruscant uh but i'm hoping that it's coruscant i think it's coruscant that was just a theory i could totally see it being that because at this point in the timeline they are kind of moving stuff for for the new republic and kind of forming of kind of forming the new senate but yeah Anyways, yeah. Also, if you look at that droid too, that droid really resembles that first sketch or that painting that uh, Ralph McQuarrie did of C three PO. I don't think we've seen that type of protocol droid since Star Wars Rebels, uh, because if we saw the Ralph, the Ralph McQuarrie type style of a protocol droid in Rebels, and and that was like the new type of protocol droid at the time. So I could definitely see them adding um, of, of that of that being that same type of droid. But there's a lot of droids in this. And I know a, a, a lot of the droid builders are excited. But... So this is the frame that I don't think aired on TV. No! Of the Star Destroyer. Ooh, okay. And that looks like to the right with the trench coat, that looks like that's Dr. Pershing okay. uh, next to... Um, her, her real name is Katie, uh, but she was she was the officer um, in Mandalorian season two on the deck. Oh yeah, uh, she was the female officer. Yeah, she was the one that everybody thought that was Sabine, right? Like, right undercover. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I thought that theory was stupid, but so is this being built just... or being dismantled? I think it's being. Built and if you look uh, across the way, there's two, it looks like there's at least one more star destroyer over that ridge there, mm-hmm. and possibly another one next to it. This was so, also part of the trailer shot from Celebration, and then directly after we saw Babu yeah. Frick in it. Um, and I remember people were surprised that we were seeing a star destroyer, and on top of that, it was a different angle, too, right. It feels like it was a different angle, yeah. 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 That shot didn't show up in the trailer that, that we saw that happen on. It's yeah, like, why? <laughs> and the rank that he is wearing in this um, is. Uh, Rancor class. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, um, 
could it be maybe he's from the Rancor Squadron or something like that? I think there is a Rancor Squadron that's canon. I'll double check on that. But yeah, he's he switched out his pilot uniform for a leather jacket. There, it's yeah, Carson the jacket's Teva. sick. I'd love to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> and that right there is that corridor that we saw. A real quick shot where. I believe he's he's at the throne talking to Bo-Katan, who we don't see her face in the trailer. But the way that the dialogue is constructed in the trailer, it really seems like they kind of just meshed it all together just to make like a like a cohesive trailer. But I think it's dialogue to several, possibly several different characters. It might be to Grogu, Bo-Katan. I mean, we don't see their mouth move, so they could they could be saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> So this, I think we're all in kind of assumption that th this is the underneath of Mandalore. He's going to the living waters to try and cleanse his, his sin of removing his helmet here. I think my theory for that is he'll, he'll get ready to, you know, go and do that. And then I think he'll be that actually, I think there's more to the way of the Mandalorian than this. I don't need to go down this path. And then he chooses not to do it. Um, Interesting. Because I, I think after speaking with, with Bogotan and talking to a, a couple of the other people, he maybe now has a different view. Um, his varsity jacket for the running rank horse. Nice. Uh, I think that he uh, he possibly now has a different view than what he did. And maybe when he was talking to the armor in, in the Book of Boba Fett and everything, he felt bad. But after some of the experiences that he has gone forward, I think he might say that th this is the old way. And... And and it doesn't have to be. And I think that might cause like a um, a kind of riff through the uh, a kind of riff through the ranks of the Mandalorians. And well, I, I think, think yeah, one of the main things is with this the underlying theme is someone who has to bring people together as a leader because now he has the dark saber. But he is someone who doesn't want to lead. Um, he's like, I'd much rather put that on Bo-Katan because she should take it. But I feel like this whole season is going to be him truly bringing them together and leading them on towards the future. Whereas this is like, I don't know with this helmet, if this is more like ancient or it's from when it was glassed. Right. That's the kind of thing I want to figure out because I feel like he's going to learn much more like backstory for the Mandalorians because I mean, even we had like season one with the whole Blurg scene, as much of the history that he knows about his like, like his whole Mandalorian creed, it's not a lot. It, it, it keeps on coming up at different points of them being like, oh, I, I didn't, he didn't even know, didn't even know about this. So I feel like he's going to learn a lot more about his past, uh, his creed's past and decide like, hey, we are scattered right now. Let's come together and realize that we are all one Mandalorian. So I was like, that's what I'm excited to see. I wonder if this is meant to be an ancient helmet or it's meant to be one that's glass. That's when I saw this. I was like, hmm. I'm leaning towards one that's glass because, I mean, it's kind of right at the surface. 
Um, he kind of just picks it up. A lot of people were kind of thinking it might be Tarvisa. I don't think it's Tarvisa's helmet. I think it's just a glass helmet from what the Empire did, and maybe what uh, Sabine helped create for the Empire to melt Beskar from Rebels. So, uh, the only reason I say yeah. that is because it doesn't have any visor, and neither does it have anything inside the helmet. It's literally just the metal. Yeah. So I was wondering, yeah, that could be burned away, but I would have mm-hmm. thought that it would have been la- like lasted. Yeah. So then we get All this right. shot right here that really got everyone going. <laughs> um, I heard from someone today, and I was like, there's no way. But someone told me that, dude, have you heard the theory uh, that the person breaking through the door is is R2-D2? And I just sat there, and I was like, can you? Can you explain that one to me? And 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 they're like, yeah, because he's got his laser cutting thing. And I'm like, do you see how big the like the laser is going through the door right there? There's there's no <laughs> way that's R2. And I know it's clearly Mace Windu. That's what a lot of people want too, though. Uh when <laughs> when we had uh when we had Richie and Chanel on from from Balance of the Force on. Uh, we were talking about Mace Windu coming in, and that's great, but it's got to work. Like we like really really want it, but it's got to work. They just can't throw it in there. They like have to make it make sense, in my opinion. Yeah, I the way that door is opening up, it doesn't seem like it's a lightsaber. It seems like it's maybe some type of like tech tool that the clones are using or whatever it's not um, r2 i'm not I would, sure i was it will, would really be cool is if anakin pops through there or palpatine comes through there and like just goes off on these jedi what and... was your theory for who who saved grogu david um did you have like some separate theories now that you've watched I... this trailer anything change i well i mean i didn't have i never had an overriding theory but it's always been on the back of my mind because when we went to when I went to the celebration in Orlando where I met Colin, we all went to the 40th panel. We saw Samuel L. Jackson almost begging to come back to Star Wars. And yeah. it's like, well, how do you bring him back to Star Wars in a logical, non-silly way? I mean, this is maybe the best possible way to do it. I know we kind of joke about it and everything, but then I think after seeing this trailer, my, my wheel started turning. I'm like, well, maybe it wasn't one particular Jedi or character that saves Grogu. Maybe it takes the entire surviving Jedi order in that temple to kind of like almost like a video game. Like they all just get like cut through and maybe Grogu's in that pram and that little egg floating around and just gets pinballed. I mean, you never know. I mean, it might be. Something like that. But with Dave Filoni, I mean, I'm thinking it's it's going to be something a little bit more poetic. Uh, but Do you think I, that they knew his, like Baby Grogu's worth before they went in to go and like kill them all? I see what you're saying, but I don't necessarily think that they need to actually know that. Because I think their, their M count is all high. And I think that's what the, the Empire, the old empires looking forward to possibly establish the foundations for the sequel trilogy and the clones for Snoke and bringing mm-hmm. Palpatine back. But I mean, it feels like someone, a classic character has to know something about Grogu. 
and it feels like we might learn something about a classic character that already knew of Grogu's whereabouts. Because it almost feels like he was just straight up hidden. His, he was hidden from everyone. Yeah. His flashback was uh, from the Book of Boba Fett was triggered by Luke Skywalker. So maybe he runs into, um, maybe they run into Ahsoka again or some other force wheeler and it helps jog his memory. And then that's how we find out. Or Mace Windu randomly, hang on, this is a very important comment. Max Rebo is force sensitive, <laughs> then, be, then became an entertainer after saving baby Yoda. Huh. I like it. I I I love where your head is, but I'm gonna have to say maybe. It's a big maybe. But uh no, I could see maybe they end up running into Mace Windu and then and then and then Mace Windu is the one that you know that you know kind of helps refresh the memory. That would be a cool way to bring them in, and then that would be a cool way to do season season two. Um, season two for the book of Boba Fett because Boba finds out that Mace is alive and then Mace Windu uh, Mace Windu becomes the main antagonist for Boba in season two of Boba because that is rumored right now uh, that season two is happening for that and I think having Mace Windu as the main antagonist for that would would be great a lot of the classic dark side of Boba that we know from legends, including from the empire strikes back. I think yeah. that would be amazing. Was there ever an Ortolan Jedi in the temple? Mace or uh, Max Rebo's species. I, I mean, it was hinted at, you know, you know, way back in, and in, in the high Republic and stuff like that. How do and they hold, hold the lightsaber? Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't be that guy. I don't know if Carlos and Dylan told you about all of the discussions that we have all the time, but I'm telling you, he has he has two legs. He's got two arms. This right here is the way that he looks. <laughs> don't let anyone tell you different. But Alrighty. yeah. All right. And then we see him flying through. He's getting chased by a bunch of <coughs> Thai... Well, you say him. I think it's Bo-Katan and her uh, Mando shuttle Fang, I believe it's called. Being chased by TIE Interceptors, the fastest Empire ships, sing- single fighter Empire ships there. So Six of them. Yeah, this should be a really cool action sequence. And it looks to be, I mean, probably on Mandalore. I know they intercut it with Din Djarin and Grogu, but I don't think they're piloting, piloting these. This no, uh, not that scene. Okay, yeah. so for the <laughs> battle droids, uh, yeah, there's a lot happening in this scene right here. <laughs> wow. Uh, now, some are saying this is uh, that this is the cantina on on Mos Eisley, and it's all for droids. <laughs> That, that would, would be, be pretty funny. That would be so ironic because of the guy that owned it specifically said no droids because his parents were killed by battle droids in the Clone Wars. And I don't it's think we ever found of that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we ever found out what happened to him, right? I think a droid killed him. Oh, geez. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt this is like Navarro again because we know 
yeah. how appreciated droids are. So no, Josh Tatooine. Okay, my bad. <laughs> I could see this being the droid sh- uh, droid shop of maybe where Babu Frick uh, kind of starts his like you know kind of area, and then and then he goes to Ka- Ka- Jimmy later, and then you have Zori and Poe that meet there and all that stuff. At, at this time in the timeline, I think Poe is is a young kid. I think he's maybe like four or five or something so we probably won't see him show up but we know that he ends up becoming a spice runner uh between the events of return of the jedi and uh force awakens Uh, yeah it's a very interesting thing in star wars that droids are sentient beings but they're still treated like objects most of the time and if you look closely at the tables it looks like the battle droids and that one droid in the center they are drinking, but they're drinking through tubes in their chest, I believe. <laughs> I so think they are the, being served drinks. Delicious oil. <laughs> I think seeing the live action, uh, the live action B one battle droids, like actually working and moving, that's that's kind of surreal to me because I never thought we would see that again. Uh, so that's awesome, and I feel like we're getting a lot of of the separatist droids this year because they're also coming back in Jedi survivor. There'll be, um, you know, actual people you'll be able to fight in the game. You also saw them in the last episode of, of the bad batch as well. And then you have them in, in the new trailer for Mando. And I don't know how large of a role they'll play, but that's, that's kind of interesting that we're seeing more of those, droids coming back yeah it's interesting that one droid in the back there the the white one that's kind of hunched over he survived the sand crawler made it out i don't think that's the exact one though i i mean that could be a callback but then it's just like okay so like he survived and r5 didn't like i don't know i'm no 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 i'm sorry it, it was the other way around anyways They all look at the screen. They all jump out. They're on Navarro. Or is it Black Spire Outpost? Could be Wouldn't two. Be nice. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Then we can have a whole attraction where they all kind yeah. of jump out. Wait, 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 wait. Go, go back shot. What happened to IG-11 statue? He came yeah. alive off those uh, rebar. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, you figure he got blown up, the IG-11 statue, but yeah. where are his parts and stuff, you know? Yeah, interesting. He could have walked off of that thing <laughs> and joined the battle. Who knows? Uh, there is Paz Vizla. He's John back. Favreau. Yep. He is not the actual person inside the suit, though. Oh. Yeah. Destroyed the magic. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's yeah. got his awesome chain gun there mm-hmm. that only he can carry. He's walking through. I see a female Mandalorian with an antenna and a skirt. Yep. He gets brought down. And, and, then, and then... Two little frickers. We don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Babu and his buddy. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Now, we can't tell that if it's Babu or not. Because oh, I think the I... one on the right is Babu, and the one on the on the okay. left is his brother. I don't know, his dad. I don't know, something. <laughs> I think the trailer from Celebration, we uh, it it showed us a shot of Babu like in particular, and then it showed us a big shot of him and the rest of his species there. And I'm just curious of what's going on there. I think this is where maybe Babu started and then he moves to Kajimi, like I said before. And this could be like his, like his origin story, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I would like to think that Babu Frick and his species can live longer. Than oh, yeah, can, because the one that worked on uh, building the Halcyon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's awesome to see the back. I think Babu Frick's stock is going to go up. Oh, yeah. Way up. <laughs> and we get okay. Baby Yoda back in the I... pram flying around. <laughs> I I have a theory about this. Yeah. Uh I know we talked about uh we we talked about a cross species of Yodas that was more of a of a dark cider species was gonna try and kid kidnap Grogu at some point. Mm. And maybe this might be that cross species because it's wearing a mask. It's it's it, right. It's definitely wearing a mask, and I think they did that because they didn't want to reveal um, mm. that that it was that species. But Grogu force pushes out of the cave. We see the feet, yeah, that look kind of similar to Yoda's, and in, 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 in a way. And then you see him. You know, you you, you see Grogu kind of come out. Of of the cave, you're using the force. Here, I'll, I'll show you. Hmm. <laughs> That's an interesting theory. So you're saying there's like you're having <laughs> it's an the overgrown uh, Yoda. The the dual kind of like one is super uh, light side focused and like 100 percent. Yeah, I super dark side focus but i always I think, thought that was I like going to be a cross species interesting yeah because i know that was a rumor that we talked about a while ago of where we said that there was the potential uh and and possibility of the of the species of yoda not the exact i mean it could be the exact and maybe some of the cross species ends up trying to kid kidnap Grogu on the planet. And then that's how they learn. That's how we semi learn more about the species of Yoda and everything, which that's a stretch. But after I saw that, that's the first thing that, um, (laughs) that (laughs) popped in my head, but yeah, it's just a theory. Very interesting. Yeah. So, where do you guys think this season is gonna go? What do you think? Uh, what What do you think the biggest answers we're gonna get from the season arc? Who saved Grogu? Yeah, I think we're gonna finally get that. I think we're also going to get more 
than we have so far about the birth of the First Order. I think people are not really seeing what's actually going on. I think the whole cloning thing that was happening on Navarro was slightly overlooked because we all know what that was, mm-hmm. but but the characters don't know. And the fact that we are getting more of Dr. Pershing, uh, especially in Coruscant, where the Emperor was, and we know how obsessed he was with cloning, m- maybe he went back for a specific reason. We we also didn't see anything of Moff Gideon, but we know that he will... Um, that the actor said that that his character would would be redeemed and that he would come back um, to the Empire and be more evil than ever. And we know that he doesn't like Grogu at all. Like he wants, like he wants Grogu gone. And I think that this is going to end on a, uh, I think it's going to end on a cliffhanger. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be a happy one. I got a feeling it's, it, it's, it's not going to be because with, with every season, with every show, it raises the stakes. And I think something is going to happen that we're not going to like. I don't know if it's going to be for some reason they kill off Grogu, which I don't think they will, but they could do something on the lines of um, taking out a main character of the show or, uh, or doing something that, that, that really affects a character. Um, I think yeah. one of the things that I know a lot of people are wondering is how, when Bo-Katan's going to get the Darksaber. And I I think it would be at the end of the season. And I think it's going to be because of her pushing and gathering all the Mandalorians. Uh, Din's going to go to try and hand it over. She's going to be like, no, because I have to earn it. And everyone around her is going to be like, you already did. And she's going to come to the conclusion that it's okay to take it. So I think that's what we're going to get as our, you don't have to fight each other. It's okay to be able to be like, you can take it now. Uh, second thing, I feel like the cliffhanger for the end of this one is going to be Thrawn of this season. That's my biggest kind of hope or thinking that I'm. it's going to pop up. Oh, uh, I don't think we talked about... Um... I, I, I don't think we talked about Cobb Vanth coming back either. Be... I need to wait till Boba. I bet you. Uh, Cobb Vanth on Tatooine. I think we're definitely getting a cameo from Boba. I think we're getting a cameo from Black Chrysanthemum. I could definitely see Cobb Vanth showing up and then Mando's just surprised and, and he's like, wait, you're alive? And then he's like, yeah, I am... I am more a machine than man or something like that. He, they kind of make a reference back to the original trilogy, what Obi-Wan said about Vader. Uh, but I, I, I love Cobb Vanth. I love his character. So I would love to see him um, at least make a cameo in this season. But when, when and hopefully season two of Book of Bubba is, is announced and everything, that we have a confirmation that he's coming back because I, I love Cobb Vanth. And because they're going back to Tatooine, I could definitely see them doing that. 
But yeah. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts. I'm hyped. I'm ready for this March 1st, less than two months away. I think we're going to get a lot more than what these trailers have given us. A lot more surprises, a lot more connective tissue. It's going to be fast and tense right up my alley. And uh, yeah, like Josh was saying, hopefully we get some Thrawn stuff built in there. And we all know it's going to cross over with other shows. So hopefully we, we get the first skeleton crew. Yeah. There's also the there's the other new Star Wars show that's that's being in the process of being made right now by Dave Filoni and John Favreau, which it sounds like that will tie in into stuff happening with Mando. Uh, I love how they're diving into this timeline because mm-hmm. it's a 30 year gap from uh, from Return of the Jedi to uh, Force Awakens, and there's so much ground to cover. I I honestly would love to see them maybe tie in uh, stuff with uh, with like Luke Han and all of them. And, and and the reason why I say that is because I know that there's a lot that happens in Rise of Skywalker, and and I just went back and re and re watched those, and I just remember Lando being like, "Oh yeah, like I went with Luke to to this." planet to find a wayfinder like maybe we see luke and lando doing that i would love lando to show up i think doing a deep fake on billy d williams would be amazing and we know that that he's he's always down for doing anything star wars and that's made very very clear throughout the years because he he showed up for almost every single single uh thing in lego uh, he also showed up for Star Wars Rebels. He came back for Rise of Skywalker. He he wanted to be in Force Awakens in the Last Jedi, so he's open for it, anything. Uh, and I think him coming into the Mandalorian would be awesome. I I I, I think that would be a lot of fun. I I think even having like a small cameo in Coruscant or something like that, maybe even with Leia, that would be awesome. There's so much potential for these high-profile characters to come back. I'm still waiting for for the fight between Chewbacca and Black Crescent because they need a rematch. Because the last time they saw each other, Black Crescent just like just mopped the floor with Chewie, and Chewie almost died. And then Han Solo came in and saved him at the last minute, or I think it was Luke. But... So, so you think that one of the big uh, three are going to come back? Yes, yes, okay. in 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 some way, if it ends up being Han Solo, I'm like, oh sweet, I'm all for it. Leia, I could see happening, possibly, uh, just just because she did pass away, and they would have to get permission from the family and everything. And I think that they would give, like, permission. I would be surprised if they didn't. Uh, but seeing maybe Han and Chewie would be awesome. I'm betting Lando would probably be my would probably be the best mm-hmm. bet for me. I could definitely see Lando j- j- just being like the main one that showed up in some way. Yeah. There you go. There you go. David, do you have any final thoughts? Found the picture. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Doesn't it's a parking garage. Right. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I found him. He does wear glasses in real life. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. 
well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I I'm so excited. Uh I'm 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 so excited for the season. I'm so excited for this year. Where we are getting a new episode of the Bad Batch tomorrow. We have March, which is full of Star Wars. We have Star Wars Celebration. A bunch of new projects will be announced there. And then we have the rest of the year with Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka, mm-hmm. possibly, possibly the the Acolyte. That's still up in the air if it's coming out at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Uh, but there's there's so much content. I'm. It's gonna be awesome. It's the year of Star Wars, Colin. It's the year of Star Wars. That's right. That's right. Visions Part Two. Yep. Exciting. Yeah. Possibly Rebel Moon on Netflix. Oh yeah. Um. The the movie that that Zack Snyder went to Lucasfilm about, and then they turned him away, and then yeah. and then Netflix picked it up. Yeah. Has an insane cast, man. Tons think... of names in it. Really? Yeah. I just saw Anthony Hopkins today's in, in the cast. No way. Yeah. That's cool. Anthony Hopkins, I think Ed Scrine, Jenna Malone, Jaimin uh, Hansu. What's the name of it again? Rebel Moon. Yeah. Yeah, if you go on IMDb here, take yeah. a look. Cast. Charlie Hunnam, oh, wow. Sophia Batella, Stuart Martin, Michael Husband, Anthony Hopkins, Carrie Ewells, that Corey Stoll, Jenna Malone, Ed Skrine, Jamin Hansu. That uh, does have a good cast. Yeah. And in well, no, it's not that movie. I was gonna say Kiri Hart, but Kiri Hart uh left Lucasfilm. She was on the story group or one of the executives. And she's going to produce Gareth Edwards' new film, which is loaded too. So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Really interesting. There you go. Looking forward to... um, They haven't started filming that, have they? What? The, the, The Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, it's done. It's in post. Oh, okay. Yeah, it should come out this year, <coughs> but uh, someone just told me it might not come out this year because it's like heavy, heavy post. Dang. So yeah, Netflix is throwing a lot of money at it. Hopefully, thinking it's a series. I know they're gonna do, um, Army of the Dead Part Two. I believe that's another Zack Snyder franchise that Netflix has going. So. I want Max Rebo to fully walk out with his two legs and two arms on Tatooine when they go back this season of Mando. I just want to see him just so if he stood up right and just he, walking and he around was like, like that. and he was like this and it was just the two <laughs> arm hands. I think that would that would be best. I think I no. think that would make you feel funny. I would his face with his foot exactly. Yeah, I mean, so, all right, here is the argument, right? Like, boom, he's in this. People argue, oh, that's not his, like, his his arms. That's his legs. He's only got two limbs. And they're only saying that because they can't see it. But all of the merchandise. And in the, com- and in the concept designs and also uh, for the comic book. Okay. You know. 
And, and, <laughs> and again, and again, here's the argument for that. That was the concept oh, no. art. That was the original design. They did make it for the uh, for the movie, but when they were getting ready to film, they had three puppeteers, right? So someone was controlling the like the head, the ears, and everything, and then and uh, and then his legs, and then his eyes, and 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 all that stuff, and and then his movements. But George Lucas already thought that was way too complicated because they had four puppeteers for Jabba, and they were like, "It's just this one character that's not even a main character. Why don't we just put a guy in the costume?" And that's what they ended up doing, and that's why you have this. Uh, if you think about it, his like suction cup fingers are perfect for holding the pram that Grogu's in. <laughs> you like palm it, like just yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that's why that is the canon way that Max Rebo looks, and it's not the two, the the only two limbs look because this is all the merchandise and. There's a couple of comics, yes, but at the same time, we know that the screen, like on screen, always um, is always uh, more canon than all the books and everything like that. That's my argument for that. I don't know how this turned into me arguing about Max Rebo, but Josh. I don't know, but we we gained viewers while you were doing this. (laughs) I just let you go. uh but yeah yeah so i would just love to see him just slowly walk down the streets of moss eisley of just you know of of that scene of where of where we see mando coming in landing like on 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 the on the planet of tatooine and then you see him just just maybe he is leaving the cantina he looks up and it's like boom there you go he survived all right. That's all I want. <laughs> so, yeah, before we go, I'm going to read off all of our socials, but I ask you this question. Think about the top three characters you think that will save Grogu in the show. So, mm. I'll give you some time to think about that. I'll tell everyone where they can find us. Of course, you can support us on Patreon at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. We just uploaded a great debate between Colin and James where they discuss why The Last Jedi was great, why it was bad. Very interesting stuff. I mediated. Um, Also, if you're watching us now on YouTube, thank you very much. Hit the like and subscribe button and uh, check us out here for the video. And, of course, if you join Patreon, you can watch us there, too. Instagram, we are at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. And Colin runs that. He's always dropping new stuff daily multiple things you can find us on twitter at stuff pod i drop stuff there sometimes polls and stuff like that so we i actually did a poll on facebook i know we had an interesting kind of back and forth in a messenger about the people liking tatooine so the poll i put was do you who likes tatooine and who doesn't i think it, the last time i saw it was like 49 people love tatooine against like five people or something so I know that really doesn't address the whole subject of having to go back there and seeing more sand, but I mean, I personally, I wouldn't mind it. I think there's a lot to to tell. 
on Tatooine. Uh, there's a lot of stories there still. Also, you can email us at Star Wars Stuff Podcast at Gmail. Of course, I referenced the Facebook group. We have a page too. Apple five stars would be great. Write us a review. They are entertaining. And Colin, who are the top three characters that you think logically could save Grogu? Well, of of course, Mace Windu. That makes um, sense to me. Joe Joe Costanu is up there as well, uh, because of the only real story that we have is like we know that she gets killed by Vader, but we don't, you know, know anything really about during the events of War sixty six. So that would be super cool. She ended up coming in. I don't know if the live action actress is still alive, uh, but. The last one, I don't know, man. Like there, there, there was a lot of Jedi um, that were still on Coruscant. I don't think we. Uh, I was always a um, a favorite of the Jedi Master Syndralic, and he was played by the stunt coordinator who did all of the lightsaber fights and the prequels. I would love if that happened. That would be super cool. But Mace Windu makes the most sense to me. Okay. No, Josh? I think uh, Mace Windu f- for sure. Um, I think it's either Mace Windu, an absolutely unnamed character that is going to pop up everywhere after this. Mm. Or it's going to be some rebel clones. Something interesting to do with uh, a clone defect. I think that would be cool. But yeah, I think it's going to be either... But my main thing is it's either someone completely new that we have no idea about, or it's going to be uh, Mace Windu. Yeah, it seems like the popular answer. I think people are kind of like subconsciously wanting Mace Windu to do it. I feel like what we got in season two of The Mandalorian, the big shock of Luke Skywalker, I think Filoni and Favreau want to build that into this story as well. We're going to get a big, shocking character to show up. And that was interesting, I think, Colin, that you brought up Lando. A young Lando would be really cool to see. But, man, I just feel like Mace Windu. It's it's going to be like what Star Wars is. It, it rhymes. It repeats itself. And... And Samuel L. Jackson went to George Lucas and he said that he wanted to be in Star Wars and George Lucas put him in there. And I think Samuel L. Jackson is going to do the same thing with Filoni and Favreau. Hey, I want to be put in Star Wars and he's going to be, be put back in as a classic character. To me, that that's the only place you can put him in logically, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. So, yeah. But it'd be cool to see R2-D2 save him. I mean, they're, they look like they're buddies at the end of season two of Mandalorian. And, um, of course, my other theory is multiple Jedi that we don't know. But I do like your theory, Josh, that they introduce a new character that they can expand on and someone that doesn't have to be deep faked mm-hmm. and maybe a younger character that can kind of they can bring back for successive seasons. Although I think the rumor is it's going to stop after season four. But... Um, I think Grogu is going to continue on, man. I don't think, I think they're going <laughs> to go back to the Grogu well 
as many times as I possibly can. So even if the Mandalorian ends, I think we're going to have the continuing adventures of Grogu somehow. So, yeah. Ah, man. So, so exciting. All right. So for Colin, Josh, my name is David. May the force be with you. Always.